On this video, I'm going to share the time I got arrested and the massive lesson that took me decades to learn from the situation. So make sure you watch till the end of this video. I have a Bible verse that's going to glue it all together. But before we do that, guys, my name is Ruslan. We have a free how to study the Bible course at mastermydevo.com, getting you more clarity, more context, more consistency, and ultimately more life application for your devotional time. Something you guys may not know about me is I got arrested. Okay, got arrested. It was extremely shameful for my family. It was extremely debilitating for my morale. And I, this is not something that I'm proud of. So this is not me bragging about this. This is me being vulnerable, transparent, showing you guys my scars and the stupid decisions that I've made over my life. And I've made quite a few of them. But by the grace of Jesus, my life is different now. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that. Tie that all in the end with a nice Bible verse. So make sure you watch till the end. Now, you guys see me on this YouTube channel, you're like, Ruslan, you're, you come off like such a nice guy. You read the Bible. You're so, you're clean cut. I mean, you got a little mullet, but more than that, other than that, you, you look pretty good. You look very smart. You look very well put together. Well, guys, this hasn't always been my testimony. Shout out to Fred. I uh, was a, a, a complete, in my past life, a complete derelict. I, I, my life was on a dangerous trajectory had I continued down this path, and I'm so glad I didn't continue down this path, and I'm so glad that that, that, that the things changed for the better in my life, and so I want to make sure that uh, I'm vulnerable with you guys. You guys know all, all my little secrets and all that stuff. So we came out here as refugees from a co country called Azerbaijan, Baku. It's in the Middle East, and we came first. We first went to Moscow from Azerbaijan, and then from Moscow we came to San Diego, California, greatest city on earth. I'm still in San Diego County till this day. In San Diego, my dad wasn't in my life for about six months after him and mom split. It was a big mess. I don't have time to get into all of it, but you guys can check out my Exposed series. And in that subsequent thing that followed my dad leaving, there was a lot of uh, uh, trauma. There was a lot of things that I experienced that weren't good. And long story short, I found myself attempting to be this wannabe tough guy gangster. We created our own little set and we were the, the, the idiot kids in the neighborhood who were hurting and who had gone through some things and we were running around and we were the ones that were the, the jack boys. We were running around and we were doing the break-ins for our house, for houses in the area. And it got to the point where one day we were breaking into this house because our friend, this is, this is real messy. We had a friend that was older. He was about 25. In hindsight, this is real toxic and, and abusive, but he was 25 and he was arrested himself. He was in jail himself. And we were trying to break into his baby mama's new boyfriend's house because he supposedly had cash on hand. We were going to break into the house. We were going to get the cash and we were going to go bail out my friend because we were good little soldiers that were going to put in the work and get him out of jail. So this is completely uh, shameful and I'm, and I'm disgusted at myself. Not only this is how we got caught, but before we got caught, we were full on like this is multiple houses in the area, okay? Everything's past the statute of limitations, but multiple houses in the area, uh, smoking weed, drinking, just, just completely far gone. And what happened was we were breaking into this house of this boy, this boyfriend of this baby mama, just a whole, whole mess and a half. And I was the one in the window, the bathroom window, 
And uh, I, I pulled myself up, and I was about uh, about waist high, all the way in a in, in, in a bathroom window. My friend was holding me up, and I was I was I was waist deep, I guess, in this bathroom window. And then I heard yelling behind me. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why, why is it in broad daylight? We're just complete idiots. We weren't even good criminals. I hear this yelling behind me. And sure enough, our lookout person got apprehended by a police officer, ex-police officer, who happened to live in the complex. He got put into some gnarly UFC armbar, and he was screaming and yelling. And the guy who had him in this UFC armbar basically told us, get the F on the ground. I'm calling the police. Don't go anywhere. This was our lookout guy who didn't do a great job. So I put, I like swing out of this bathroom window, pop down, look around like, gosh. And we complied. We got on the ground. We waited for the police to get there. They took us to this holding facility. They had to call my mom. I was underage at the time. My mom came. They released us into the custody of our parents. And um, my mom was livid. She was a single mom at the time. She was working at a casino about 30 minutes away. She was working at Viejas Casino. And she was utterly livid and, and just completely far gone. Apparently, she didn't know I was this much of a derelict. But I then get arrested. They put me on probation. I had to fulfill a certain number of community service hours. And the redeeming thing about all of this is I was still pretty far gone. My mental state was still pretty far gone. But the redeeming part about all of this is my community service started at a local church where I would have to go and clean because everybody in my apartment complex got saved because a lady named Cherie Jackson, who watches my videos from time to time, went to jail, got radically saved herself, and then basically converted the entire the entire complex that we lived in. It was like an eight-unit complex. Everybody gets saved, but like me and this other family that was doing all these robberies. Long story short, she gets saved, and I end up doing the community service hours at her church. And it was the first time in my life that I heard the, heard about God, heard, heard the gospel. I even had these people prophetically speaking over me, saying, one day you're going to do things for God. You're going to reach people from God. God's going to use all of this and use this testimony. And over time, those seeds took root and years later, this is, you know, I think this is, this is fairly young when this happened. Years later, people kept sharing the gospel with me. God kept sending people into my life. And years later, um, something uh, sprouted up and I got saved and I surrendered my life to Jesus. The lesson in this and, and something that convicted me um, in, in this whole process that I really didn't put it all together until recently is this verse in Ephesians chapter four. Remember I told you guys I had a Bible verse for you. Ephesians chapter four. This is Ephesians chapter four, verse 20. Okay, check this out. It says, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Okay, so anyone who's who has stolen, who's, who's a thief, my, this was me, must steal no longer. You got to cut it out, right? But must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. The important part about this is that, one, this is written to a church. This is written to the church in Ephesus. So there are definitely people in this church like me who some probably thought were beyond redeeming, who some probably thought were uh, wild and they were thieves and they did stupid stuff, right? And so he's saying, hey, hey, listen, if you stole and you're a part of the body, you got to stop stealing, okay? You got to cut it out. It's interesting that he would write that to a church, is it not? Second of all, he, then he gives him instruction, okay? So he must work, okay, doing something useful, 
with their own hands. A lot of us come from backgrounds where we steal because we don't think there are other options. Whether or not there are other options is irrelevant. In your mind, you don't think there are other pathways. You don't think there are other pathways to earn work with your own hands to develop something that can that, that can change the trajectory of your life. So you take shortcuts. That's all theft is. It's a shortcut. You want something that you can't have, so you take a shortcut. Okay? You're taking something that doesn't belong to you because you want a shortcut. Shortcuts aren't always bad. There's sometimes you, you, you need to take shortcuts. They're sometimes efficient. But when they're built on the back of lacking when they're built on the back of not having useful skills, when they're built on the back of having a limited mentality, it is, it is dangerous to continue taking shortcuts. And so many of us do it. You take shortcuts at your job. You take shortcuts with your relationships. You take shortcuts with your finances. You do things that are foolish, and then you want God's blessing on it, okay? So in my life, I had to grasp my brain around this truth that doing something useful with my own hands is the solution out to never having to take shortcuts and never having to steal, okay? And then it says, this is why, 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 here's why, that they may have something to share with those in need, that they may have something to share with those in need, that the reason why you start working with your own hands, doing something useful is so you can share with those in need. If we read Matthew chapter 25, we see the parable of the talent And it goes right into the parable of the least of these. You see the parable of making yourself useful and being diligent right into the parable of caring for the less fortunate. And so in my life, this is the lesson, okay? This is the takeaway. The more useful you can make yourself, the more valuable you will become in the marketplace, the more valuable you will become to your friends, to your church, and to your current employer. The more useful you are, the better your life will go. And the more useful you are, the more you'll have opportunities to not take shortcuts, but to take come-ups through Jesus for caring for the least of these. See, a lot of people want blessing and they want wealth, but sometimes God won't give you blessing and won't give you wealth. Why? Because he knows if he gives it to you, you're going to squander it and you're not actually going to put it to use. You're just going to do the same old stupid thing. And so some of us walk around with a lid on our lives because we want the blessing. We just don't want the work that comes along with the blessing. Or we know if we get the blessing, the lifestyle creep is going to come up and those $100 pair of shoes, eventually you're going to need the $500 pair of shoes. And that and that $20,000, $30,000 car that you're dreaming about, you just want to Tesla three, then you're going to want a Maserati and a Lamborghini and you're not actually going to share with those in need. So why would God give you more? You're just going to take more shortcuts. You're just going to leverage more debt. You're just going to do more stupid things with your money. You're going to find other ways to, 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 to be dishonest, right? So this verse right here, if you have a background like me of taking shortcuts, of doing stupid things with money, of wanting this shortcut, here it is. You must work Doing something useful with your own hands. Do you have skills that are useful that you can do with your own hands? Do you have a unique skill set that can help you be a blessing to the people around you, to your local church, to your family, to your current employer? 
or are you just doing basic stuff? This is what I mean. And I, and I, and I know some of you guys are going get, to get offended, but just hear me for a minute. Um, the, the vast majority of people have two hands and, and, and two legs. The vast majority of people can do what? Bag groceries. The vast majority of people can do what? Can clean. So guess what? That's not as valuable and useful as a skill set. Why? Because more people can do it. Right? More people can do it. Therefore, it's not as valuable. It's not as useful. So if you have skills that are common skills, that everybody has those skills, you're not going to get the same ROI on your skills versus on if you have very unique, scarce skills. A plumber has a skill set that I don't have. So guess what happens? On my two toilets, two out of three toilets break next door, guess what I got to do? I got to call a plumber and I got to pay him whatever he asked me to pay him. He has a skill set I don't have. And yes, maybe I can then look up a YouTube video, try to figure out, but it's just much easier for me just to pay a plumber. A lot of plumbers make six figures. It's good money, right? So it's a blue collar or a new collar job. People look down on plumbers. People look down on truckers. That's a good skill set. If you want to earn more money, if you want to no longer take shortcuts, if you want to no longer live hand to mouth, you have to develop more scarce skills, whether that's technological or whether that's true collar, blue collar jobs. You have to develop more skills that aren't as common. The more scarce your skill set and the more valuable the market deems it, the more you'll have opportunities to earn more. And this is the next level. Forgive me if I'm getting a little too like lofty, but the next level is if you can have skill sets where you get paid on your results and not for your time. That's, that's what a level up is. Okay, hear me. A skill set where you get paid for the results and not for your time. See, you can, you know, a doctor, $1,000 an hour, a lawyer can make $1,000, but what you discover is the, 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 those doctors and those lawyers actually never go on to build massive amounts of wealth. Why? Because a lifestyle creep, it's called docitis. You go, you kill yourself at school, it's really hard, you're grinding, and then what happens? Then, then, you, then you need the new car, then you need the bigger house, right? Lifestyle creep, that's a real thing. And you, there's a limit unless you own your own practice. But someone that has a very unique skill set that develops an app because they're an engineer and they understand coding and that app is de- is developed one time it's coded one time it's refined but that app can then be multiplied and bring value save time whatever to millions and millions of people he's not getting paid for his hours he's getting paid for his results if you could find something where you're not getting paid for your hours and you're trading, you're not trading time for money, you're trading money for results. That's the ultimate come up. And that's, I know that's a bit lofty, but those are the types of skill sets you want to consider. And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey man, I'm cool with just making 80 grand a year, owning a home and not getting into debt and giving to my local church and giving to charities and slowly building up my life and retiring a multimillionaire. Because that's, by the way, the vast majority of millionaires aren't all, you know, Wall Street hedge fund guys. The vast majority of millionaires are actually blue collar, true collar folks that just have been diligent with their money. And then they wake up at 65 and they have 10, 15 million dollars in the bank. That's a fact. Okay. There's over 15 million millionaires in America. Okay. There's only half a million people that make a million dollars a year. Usually the people that make a million dollars a year are not getting paid for their time. They're getting paid for the results. Okay. This video may generate me a couple hundred dollars. This video might go viral and generate me 
a couple thousand dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. Or if it goes real crazy, maybe $100,000. This is the stuff I want you guys to think about. If you want to get out of the hamster wheel, if you don't want to take any more shortcuts, if you don't want, if you're done with the mundane, the, the, the two variables are your skill set. What are your skill set? Do you have scarce skills that are valuable in the marketplace? Again, let's go back. I didn't say it. Make yourself useful. Doing something useful. Are you useful? Your skill set. And your relationships and your circle of friends and your network. This is why the local church is so important. A lot of people want to dunk on church. Man, if it wasn't for the local church, me getting the opportunity to just try out different things and see what I was good at. I've done everything at my local church. I've tried, I've done the sound. I've done the lights. I've done the, the video. I wouldn't be here with you guys right now if I wasn't broadcasting and overseeing the broadcast at my church. That's how important the local church is for me because it allowed me to get in the mix and try out different skill sets and see what I was good at and develop things and volunteer. It's a great playground. And you're actually serving your local church. I mean, that's a win-win, right? So hopefully this is helpful. I know this isn't popular to talk about like on Christian YouTube channels because like, eh, you know, why are you talking about money? Why are you talking about how to earn more money, right? But, but, but I'm telling you guys, why do we want to earn more money? Because we want to share with those in need. And if you're like me and you didn't do right by people, if you're like me and you stole from people, and you were a foul person in your past life, you're trying to help and bless as many people as possible. Okay, so hopefully this is helpful. Let me know what y'all think about it. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Yo, thank you so much for making it to this entire video. Check out our How to Study the Bible course at MasterMyDevo.com. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, consider partnering with us Patreon, and check out my Exposed series over here to the right where you can get to know more about my story or this other video right here that YouTube recommends for you. All right, I'm out of here. Thank you guys so much. Peace.